Good evening, everyone. Let's open our meeting tonight by singing hymn number 423. Give me, O Lord, an understanding heart, that I may learn to know myself in Thee, to spurn the wrong and choose the better part, and thus from sinful bondage be set free. Hymn number 423. to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the homepage, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and follow that through to the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find the readings for tonight. 
And our theme for tonight is Know God, Obey God, and Succeed. And the readings will now be given by Craig from New Jersey. The Bible, Numbers. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plains of Moab, on this side, Jordan, by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, and Moab was sore afraid of the people, because they were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us, as the ox licked up the grass of the field. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at that time. He sent messengers, therefore, unto Balaam, the son of Beor, to Pethor which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, this people, for they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail that we may smite them, and that I may drive them out of the land. For I wot that he whom thou blessest is blessed, and he whom thou curseth is cursed. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of divination in their hand. And they came unto Balaam and spake unto him the words of Balak. And he said unto them, Lodge here this night, and I will bring you word again. As the Lord shall speak unto me, and the princes of Moab abode with Balaam. And God came unto Balaam and said, What men are these with thee? And Balaam who said unto God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, have sent unto me, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt, which covereth the face of the earth. Come now, curse me them. Peradventure I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people for they are blessed. And Balaam rose up in the morning and said unto the princes of Balak, Get you into your land, for the Lord refuseth to give me leave to go with you. And the princes of Moab rose up, and they went unto Balak, and said, Balaam refuseth to come with us. And Balak sent yet again princes, more and more honorable than they. 
And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus saith Balak, the son of Zippor, Let nothing, I pray thee, hinder thee from coming unto me, for I will promote thee unto very great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come, therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab. And God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his ass and his two servants were with him. And the angel of the Lord said unto Balaam, Go with the men, but only the word that I shall speak unto thee, that thou shalt speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Malak. Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed. I cannot reverse it. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, What hath God wroth? If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the commandment of the Lord to do either good or bad of my own mind. But what the Lord saith, that will I speak. And Balaam rose up and went and returned to his place. And Balak also went his way. Miscellany by Mary Baker Eddy, page 210, article, Ways That Are Vain. Certain individuals entertain the notion that Christian science, mind healing, should be two-sided, and only denounce error in general, saying nothing in particular, of error that is damning man. They are sticklers for a false, convenient peace, straining at gnats, and swallowing camels. The unseen wrong to individuals and society, they are too cowardly, too ignorant, or too wicked to uncover, and excuse themselves by denying that this evil exists. This mistaken way of hiding sin in order to maintain harmony has licensed evil, allowing it to first to smolder and then break out in devouring flames. All that error asks 
is to be let alone. Even as in Jesus' time, the unclean spirits cried out, Let us alone! What have we to do with thee? Animal magnetism, in its ascending steps of evil, entices its victim by unseen, silent arguments, reversing the modes of good in their silent allurements to health and holiness. It impels mortal mind into error of thought and tempts into the committal of acts foreign to the natural inclinations. The victims lose their individuality and lend themselves as willing tools to carry out the designs of their worst enemies, even those who would induce their self-destruction. Animal magnetism fosters suspicious distrust where honor is due, fear where courage should be strongest, reliance where there should be avoidance, a belief in safety where there is most danger. And these miserable lies, pouring constantly into his mind, fret and confuse it, spoiling that individual's disposition, undermining his health, and sealing his doom. Unless the cause of the mischief is found out and destroyed. Other minds are made dormant by it, and the victim is in a state of semi-individuality with a mental haziness which admits of no intellectual culture or spiritual growth. The state induced by this secret evil influence is a species of intoxication in which the victim is led to believe and do what he would never otherwise think or do voluntarily. This intricate method of animal magnetism is the essence or spirit of evil, which makes mankind drunken. In this era, it is taking the place of older and more open sins and other forms of intoxication. A harder fight will be necessary to expose the cause and effects of this evil influence than has been required to put down the evil effects of alcohol. The alcoholic habit is the use of a higher form of matter wherewith to do evil, whereas animal magnetism is the highest form of mental evil wherewith to complete the sum total of sin. The question is often asked, why is there so much dissension among mental practitioners? We answer, because they do not practice in strict accordance with the teaching of Christian science, mind healing. If they did, there would be unity of action being like the disciples of old, with one accord in one place, they would receive a spiritual influx impossible under other conditions, and so would recognize and resist 
the animal magnetism by which they are being deceived and misled. The mental malpractitioner interfering with the rights of mind destroys the true sense of science and loses his own power to heal. He tries to compensate himself for his own loss by hindering in every way conceivable the success of others. You will find this practitioner saying that animal magnetism never troubles him, but that Mrs. Eddy teaches animal magnetism, and he says this to cover his crime of mental malpractice in furtherance of unscrupulous designs. The natural fruits of Christian science mind healing are harmony, brotherly love, spiritual growth, and activity. The malicious aim of perverted mind power or animal magnetism is to paralyze good and give activity to evil. It starts factions and engenders envy and hatred. But as activity, it is by no means a right of evil, and its emissaries, they ought not to be encouraged in it. Because this age is cursed with one rancorous and lurking foe to human weal, those who are the truest friends of mankind and conscientious in their desire to do right and to live pure and Christian lives should be more zealous to do good more watchful and vigilant, then they will be proportionately successful and bring out glorious results. Unless one's eyes are open to the modes of mental malpractice working so subtly that we mistake its suggestions for the impulses of our own thought, the victim will allow himself to drift in the wrong direction without knowing it. Be ever on guard against this enemy. Watch your thoughts and see whether they lead you to God and to harmony with his true followers. Guard and strengthen your own citadel more strongly. Thus you will grow wiser and better through every attack of your foe. And the golden rule will not rust for lack of use or be misinterpreted by the adverse influence of animal magnetism. We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We will now sing hymn number 92. Happy the man who knows his master to obey, whose life of love and labor flows where God points out the way. Hymn number 92. Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. Welcome one and all. At all of our services and meetings, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite a wonderful outreach through our various websites many of which are in foreign languages. As a result, we literally do reach people across the globe. 
Uh, we're grateful for each and every one of you who have found our church, and many have. I'd like to uh, encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much in the way of healing and inspired material for your reading, study, and listening. And it all comes free of charge and with the love of this church. I'd like to point out one article we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. It's entitled Spiritual Consultations by Rosalie Moss Stamp. It's a wonderful article. I highly recommend it. It's about our God, who is the great physician, and his inspired revealed word through Christian science. And it's very helpful and comforting. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start on Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference number of its own, which means that your child can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. And we would love to welcome your child there. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we request that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your phone. We also ask that when you do so, please be in a quiet place in as much as we can hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy. I am very grateful to attend this meeting tonight and for all that this church and its members do for the world. I've been thinking today of the changes I have undergone by being a member of this church and from working with a practitioner here. We read in the Bible many of the examples of Christ Jesus healing people. And some of those times he also proclaims the healed individual to be whole. I don't think I ever really felt whole before coming here. 
and and often actually I felt like like I was broken in, in some way. But now after these eight years here, there have been so many healings, so many changes in my character, so much that I've learned in in working for the world at this church. That while it certainly feels like I, I have a long way to go still, I do feel I have reached a level of wholeness that I had never known possible before. I am so grateful to be able to be at peace mentally and physically and where I feel I am a child of God and I have equal claim to the ability to do what God is directing me to do. Coming out of that old thought of being incapable, unable, and undeserving of being God's child and coming to the understanding that we are all created by God to be his expressions of his qualities and to do his work has been a wonderful change in me and I'm so grateful for it. Thank you so much Plainfield and my practitioner for giving me this new wonderful life. Thank you. Thank you. Ron from North Carolina, go ahead. Thank you. Two Sundays ago, Linda and I had the opportunity to visit Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. And what a wonderful and enlightening experience it was. After a warm welcome, we were invited to join the roundtable, an experience we had been listening to for about a year since first discovering this church online. Upon first sitting with the group, I felt a bit anxious and uneasy. Those feelings were quickly dismissed. As the roundtable began, it was as though I became part of a white cloth fabric where such specks of erroneous thought were immediately detected and brushed off. I had entered an atmosphere where truth, principle, and love presided, and where all the qualities of God were being affirmed, expressed, and protected. This was a very powerful experience for me that I have since found to be strengthening and nurturing to my own practice. And for that, I am most grateful. The church service, music, and fellowship that followed were truly inspiring and bonding. For as diverse a group as we were, there was the one common denominator, a commitment to this science that reveals reality, how to attain it, and how to sustain it. Thank you all at Plainfield for the gracious and generous welcome you gave us and for the work you all do to bring this teaching to life and how you continue to lead by example. Love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Dave from Florida, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, Christian science, the way it is practiced here in this church, does heal. And over the years, I have both seen and experienced many wonderful healings. I know that I've mentioned this before, but when I was a kid, my father, who was a teacher, was healed of the last stages of cancer through the work of a practitioner here. This was attested to by the school doctor who examined him when he went back to work. He'd been out for several months, and the doctor was actually surprised to see him alive and well. I'm grateful to be a member here, 
we are practicing Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science, which I said does heal and can be applied to every situation in our lives. I'm grateful for Christian science, for the healing practitioners, and for everything that I have learned in this church. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Thank you. I'm so grateful to the Plainfield Church and all that I have been learning here of Christian science. And I'm most especially grateful to my practitioner. Recently, I thought I lost a watch that was quite valuable. I was out working early in the day, clearing up things in the yard, wearing that watch to keep track of time. Later that day, as, as I prepared to leave the house, and uh, I realized that the watch was missing. I spent two days looking for it. And when I called my practitioner, it was the following Monday, my practitioner reminded me that nothing is ever lost in mind and to stop looking. The following day, I wore the same pair of pants that I had on that particular day the watch was missing. And there it was. It had fallen, fallen into the cuff of the pants I had worn. What a blessing, as I realized that watch had been protected in that cuff all that time, never lost. I'm so grateful to God and to my practitioner for this revelation. Thank you. Thank you. Joanne from Florida, go ahead. Hi, thank you. Um, many years ago, when I first came to Plainfield Church and began studying Christian science, I had many wonderful healings and changes that made my life so much better, thanks to the prayers of a practitioner here. I had found a way of life that brought me health, joy, peace of mind, and a loving understanding and closeness to God. However, my parents, sister and brothers couldn't and wouldn't accept this for me and disowned me because I left the orthodox and loveless religion in which I was raised. My parents eventually cut me out of their will. Our house at the shore, which I dearly loved, was left to my sister and I was left with no inheritance. At first, this made me very sad and I didn't understand it. But one day, shortly thereafter, I read this verse in Matthew, chapter 19, verse 29, quote, And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life, end quote. This has all come true and has been a great comfort to me. For God gave me a new, dearer, non judgmental family here in this church, a loving husband who was a faithful member here, and everything else that I could have ever needed. I'm so grateful for these hundredfold blessings. But most importantly, I am grateful for the teachings of Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science that I've received here, and the opportunity to help support the cause of pure, of pure Christian science. To me, 
This is the eternal life I've inherited. Thank you, God, for Mary Baker Eddy, for all the practitioner help I've received here, and for this church service tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Someone is calling from area code 240-707. Can you please announce yourself and go ahead with your testimony? Hi, this is Elizabeth from Boston. Mere words cannot express the depth and the love, gratitude and appreciation for the roundtables, the website, but most importantly, the love that I feel. Every time I tune into a service and with every single round table that I have listened to. So I just deeply, deeply appreciate the work that you're doing. I feel it and I feel the love. Thank God for Christian science and thank God for this Plainfield Church. It truly teaches us how to defend ourselves against animal magnetism. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Patricia from Canada, go ahead. Wow, wonderful readings and testimonies. My father was, uh, sorry, my son's father was not a Christian scientist and he did not attend our church, although he was very respectful of it. And he agreed to having our son go to a Christian science Sunday school regularly. One day, when it was the height of busy season in advertising for me, my husband told me that he had been going to a hospital and had seen doctors. Numerous tests had been done, and he had been diagnosed with a severe case with a medical prediction that he would die in a few months. He asked me to pray for him. When I suggested that he call a Christian science practitioner, he explained that he didn't feel comfortable with that, although he had seen that work for me. He said, I'm not going to tell you what the name of the disease is or what its symptoms are, because you will just tell me that you're too busy um, and you've not prayed as much as you want to. And I don't want the name of the disease to frighten you. I'll just tell you that it has a big brand, scary name. And if I told you the name of it, you possibly would not want to pray at all. But if you don't pray, you will not have a husband in just a few months. So please, you had better get praying hard because the medical field just cannot help me. Although in shock at first, I told him I would pray, but I had to correct my thinking about already feeling overwhelmed with a demanding full-time job and the care of our toddler son. I realized that there's nothing hidden that would not be revealed. All is known to God, the all-knowing, and all that can be revealed is perfection. Hymn 370 states, We are hid with Christ forever in the Father's holy plan. I just lost interest in trying to uncover a disease's name. A lie is nameless nothing. 
There's not an atom of truth in any lie of any type, sort, or description, whether it's big, small, or in between. But rather, like Jesus' words, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I just had to know that God's harmony was the only thing to know. Hallowed be thy name. I declare God's love and care for us all, and that matter can make no conditions for us, because matter is not cause with a capital C. Spirit is creator. I lost all concern, feeling assured that life is and will ever be everlasting, and that's the true scientific prediction. Within a few weeks, my husband reported that a lump which had been diagnosed as cancer, had fallen off. He gratefully gave Christian science the full credit for his healing. My great gratitude to God for giving us the Holy Bible and science and health to lift us out of darkness and propel us into the light. And I'm so thankful, too, for the Plainfield Church's many deep spiritual articles and Bible studies on their website which the dedicated church workers make available. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for this service this evening. I'm very grateful for the Wednesday evening Christian Science services that were established by Mary Baker Eddy. For this time in the week to be refreshed and encouraged by the testimony of healing. Today, while preparing for the service, I realized that I had been completely healed from a shoulder injury. One evening, I attended one of these Wednesday meetings in great discomfort. By the end of the meeting, I was able to move more freely. I was still unable to raise my arm above my head. During this time, I continued to get regular playing field practitioner support and work to consistently practice the principles of this science. This healing was proof to me of this example of the promise from Science and Health, page 248, given to me to work with by my practitioner that reads, quote, let unselfishness, goodness, mercy, justice, health, holiness, Love, the kingdom of heaven reign within us, and sin, disease, and death will diminish till they finally disappear. End quote. Very grateful to be at this church and learning to correctly practice the science. Grateful to our God, Christ Jesus, and their Maker. Thank you. Dale from Virginia, go ahead. Thank you very much for those readings on knowing and obeying God and succeeding. Certainly we are taught here to put God first. Christ Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In one of our Bible studies, we learned that righteousness means right wiseness, knowing by reflection and doing, using the mind of Christ, the right thing. 
early last week, I noticed that instead of hearing the chorus of birds starting their morning songs at 5 a.m., all was quiet. A while later, I saw on an internet neighborhood blog that there was a problem with birds getting sick and dying and that people should take in their bird feeders. I immediately rejected that as a lie about God's creation, that he was in complete control, that his creation was perfect and done, as it says in Genesis 1.31, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. God hasn't gone anywhere. He fills all space. And no error can intrude or find room to be where the allness of God is. In Mrs. Eddy's hymn, Satisfied, it says, False fears are foes. Truth tatters, tatters those when understood. And hymn 53 says, From earth's fears and vain alarms, Safe in his encircling arms, He will keep us all the way. God, uh, refuge, strength, and stay. The morning prayer in Mrs. Eddy's household starts, This is God's spiritual household. Nothing can enter to annoy or destroy. And we're told that error comes to us for life, and we give it the only life it has. I didn't have to accept or listen to any lies. All are safe in God's care, including all of God's creatures. The next thing I knew was that the birds were chirping happily and have continued ever since. I am very grateful to learn in this church to be instant in prayer. There's nothing we can't give to God and see his perfect plan. Thank you again for the readings all the testimonies, and I really enjoyed the prelude music tonight. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. My gratitude tonight is for the effectiveness of prayer. Prayers are done daily for our Sunday school children as well as for all children, and these prayers are supported by our practitioners. Mrs. Eddy wrote several prayers for children, and I would like to share part of one. This is from General Divinity Course and General Collectania, the Blue Book. Children, quote, you are a perfect thought of God, made in his image and likeness, surrounded by his love as by a strong fortress through which no evil can reach you. God is your mind, your life, your strength, and you are governed by truth and love, end quote. Here are some of, and I would like to give that uh, some examples of the prayers for children that have been answered. First one was, children are finding schools just right for them. Employment found. Relationships healed. Lost children found and recovered. Graduation after failing grades were improved through prayer. And we have a right and new activity for some children who are joyful in their new activities. 
an insulated and isolated only child who is lonely has been supplied with a new neighbor just his age with similar interests. My gratitude overflows to be a member of this church that understands that our good, loving father-mother supplies all needs and is guiding, guarding, and governing. His spiritual representative, his little ones and his big ones, day and night. Thank you. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings. I'm so grateful that God led me to this independent Christian Science Church, which has changed and saved my life entirely to be useful to God and spreading his love everywhere, every moment. I didn't know God before coming here, and my life has been so blessed physically and mentally. It's so wonderful to be a part of this family of God, to have so many wonderful friends, which I never had before. It's great to share and receive God's blessings. Healings are endless. I thank God, Christ Jesus, Mary and Mary Baker Eddy for this perfect way of life. Thank you. Thank you. Sharon. When I was a new mother, I was feeding my new baby when my husband came home from work. He said, where's dinner? I said, it's not ready. I'm feeding the baby. And he said, I come before the baby. That was very male chauvinist. And mentally, I said, no way. This baby was given to us from God to care for and love. And he comes first. Well, that wasn't the only part of the healing. From that time on, when this belief of chauvinism came up, I was ready and willing to address it. And things became very harmonious. I am so grateful for what I've learned in Christian science, from the teaching here, the round tables, the Bible studies. This is a wonderful way of life, and we do not have to accept anything that is not godlike. I am so grateful to be here tonight, and I'm grateful for those readings. Thank you. Thank you. Lawrence. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for the readings, particularly for the ways that are vain. It's a part of uh, what I've learned here that has helped me greatly over the years. Tonight, I'd like to share some of my thoughts, and it's from page 454 of Science and Health. Mrs. Eddy says, Love for God and man is a true incentive in both healing and teaching. And I know that we all 
you know, claim for ourselves how much God loves us. But it occurs to me, how frequently do you ask yourself, myself, what do I do to show that I love God? Because that is also very important. In what way, really, am I loving God? And what Jesus said in Matthew 22, he talks about, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And say, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Feel that often we should, you know, examine these ourselves and be honest with ourselves. To what extent, in what way am I loving God? He loves us, yes. But in what practical ways? What do I do? Am I obeying these commandments? From the readings, from the ways that have been, he read, watch your thought and see whether they lead you to God and into harmony with his true followers. From this, I feel that maintaining a purer consciousness, which is in keep, which is keeping only the ideal of God creating as its reality, is one important clear way of obeying and loving God and man. Seeing and thinking good is obeying God's commands and is loving him. And also, Mrs. Eddy, in uh, Miscellaneous Writings, page 210, says that love your enemies or you will not lose them. And if you love them, you will help to reform them. So beautiful. And this, again, is in keeping with loving God's ideal, the ideal of his creating, and loving and lifting man's burdens. And in so doing, we are loving God and respecting him. And such thinking blesses all. I am so grateful for all that we learn from the Bible, as well as Mrs. Eddy's writings, which makes living the truth very practical and uplifts us all. Grateful to be here. Thanks for the music, the hymns, and all the testimonies. Grateful to God, and eternally grateful for understanding what Jesus came to teach through Christian science. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I have uh, three testimonies to read tonight. The first from Alberta, Canada. I am grateful for the testimony meetings of this church. Testimonies given here on how the teachings of Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy can be applied in daily life have inspired me. I'm glad to report about a happy occurrence during the rather simple task of weeding. A year ago, we built a garden with the principles of permaculture. Permaculture is aiming to build a garden where nature can take its course more naturally than in a conventional garden. The professional who established the garden was not available this year, and we had to look for someone else. 
The first person that looked at the yard was a horticulturalist. The first thing she said was that she doesn't understand the concept of this garden, but clearly it is not working because all the weeds come up. The second person, who was a permaculture professional, this person said, what you have established here is a wonderful basis for a productive garden. It just needs some tweaking and care. She had explained that the weeds were not bad and recommended cutting and dropping them so they can decompose and become nutrients. Just when I started to cut the weeds, my alarm rang. I had started a few days earlier to let my alarm ring every two hours to remind me to be conscious of God's omnipresence. I thought about how useful the weeds are. Although not as beautiful as roses or as productive as a berry shrub, they have an important purpose. They appear where the soil is lacking nutrients. Their purpose is to bring nutrients up from the depths to the surface to prepare the ground for the establishment of more productive plants. In this church, we learn that all of God's creation is good. Learning, learning from permaculture about the purpose of the weeds was a wonderful lesson. The thought came that those lower plants prepare the ground for more productive plants. In the same way, John the Baptist prepared the ground, the thought, for Jesus. I recall the two opinions about the garden and was thinking that both opinions seemed true within their respective concept. The horticulturalist didn't understand the permaculture concept and therefore believes it is not working. She was analyzing the garden with her knowledge about horticulture. I could see that analyzing the concept of spirituality in Christian science from a basis of material human knowledge or material laws will never lead to its understanding. With these thoughts, the weeding was a pleasurable experience, and I felt marvelous about having used the time to lift up my thought from weeding to God's presence. A gracious thank you to all the testifiers at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent for inspiring me to set my alarm to remind me during the day to be conscious of God's omnipresence in any situation. Thank you also for the readings and hymns, for Christ Jesus for showing us the way, and for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering this science again and for its practical application. And then California. I have been thinking about the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church and one of my early conversations with my Plainfield practitioner after I became acquainted with the Plainfield Church. I asked what I could do to contribute to the church. She didn't tell me what I could volunteer on this committee or that committee, but indicated that all who came to the church and wanted to contribute would naturally find the place where they could serve. I loved hearing this because it put God directly into the unfoldment of what that would be instead of human opinion. In listening to the different Plainfield services, including Bible lessons, roundtables, and watches, I already could see how others had found their places to serve. 
My career background involved me in researching, analyzing, finding the truth, and then making appropriate arguments that allowed others to see the truth. So, in turning to God for direction as to how I could best serve the Plainfield Church, it wasn't strange to be directed to continue doing the things I had done in my job, but now for Plainfield and in support of Christian Science. A little over a year has passed, and this work is a constant blessing. Last Saturday, after researching a subject for the Church, my thought had been lifted into such a realization of God's presence that a friend who was suffering with a headache was immediately relieved as I started sharing some readings on abiding in love. Articles on the Plainfield Carousel and Watches have often instructed me about our purpose and the unfolding of it. But this poem in the Plainfield website really expresses how I feel. Its title is At Thy Command by Max Dunaway. In thy way, Father, and at thy command, would I fulfill the purpose thou hast planned. O let my ears be open to thy word, my heart prepared to do what shall be heard. Expectant thought will presently behold the task thou dost with loving hands unfold. I do not need to hasten or delay. I need but hear thy voice and then obey. Thank you for allowing me to join each one of you in fulfilling God's purpose here at Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. And then the last testimony is also from California. I came home from work yesterday and immediately jumped into doing chores. Didn't even change out of my work clothes, just jumped into scrubbing the stairs. My intention was to disrupt my thought from an afterthought, after work thought pattern I wasn't too happy about. As I was scrubbing the stairs, I heard a military helicopter flying outside, so I ran out on my back porch to look at it. As I watched the helicopter, something made me look to the right, and just below me, not more than five feet away, I saw a little dove looking up at me. She looked so sweet and gentle. Then I remembered the watch. I ran inside to look at the clock. I was 10 minutes late. I would have to catch the second watch. I quickly got cleaned up and prepared myself to do the second watch, the second unity watch at the Plainfield Church. I calmed myself, called in, and then went out on the back porch to begin my watch time. I noticed the dove was still sitting there looking up at me. I told her, you waited for me, thank you. She was so sweet and little, and she would not stop looking at me. Then birds started to fly into the yard, and instead of fluttering up and playing around like they usually do, they flew onto the branches and sat there. A hawk sat, sat on top of the giant pine Five little sparrows came and sat on a branch all in a row. Four hummingbirds flew in and sat in the pine by the hawk. 
Another hawk came and sat by me on a short wooden pole. They were all looking out, watching, too. After a little while, I turned to look at the hawk on the wooden pole, and a giant rainbow was above him. It touched the ground on both sides, but the unusual thing was it wasn't raining. The sky was turning pink where the rainbow appeared. This all remained throughout the watch. I knew all this was divine love, showing me the reign of harmony already within me. Divine love watching me and mankind, divine love loving me and mankind so much, never giving up on us, so giving, so gentle, so patient, so watchful. Thank you, Plainfield, for all your roundtables, Bible studies, church services, music, and practitioners. They all help me to understand more and more how much God loves us, and my love and my need to be near him keeps growing since I found you. You sure do know how to feed his sheep, and I thank you. And I, too, am so grateful for this church and this beautiful service tonight. And thank you for those beautiful readings. Um, that article, Ways That Are Vain by Mrs. Eddie, is such an important one and one we were instructed in this church over the years to study often. I know it in many ways it kept me grounded because it does explain the devious ways in which animal magnetism works to try to take you off to get you off um, and to make you forget and to neglect your duty to God, your leader, and to mankind. And I'm quoting from the watch, alertness to duty. So I was very grateful to hear that again tonight, to be reminded of what a precious privilege we have here in doing this work for God and how important it is to keep our thought poised and and at all times ready for action. So I thank you all for a beautiful service, and have a good night. Thank you. We will close our meeting now by singing hymn number 12. Arise, ye people, take your stand, cast out your idols from the land. Above all doctrine, form, or creed, is found the truth that meets your need. Christ's promise stands. They that believe, his work shall do, his power receive. Hymn number 12. 